I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Good evening, dear listeners. Um, a very different episode of Afton Millwall for you today. Joining me in very sad circumstances with the, the sad news that's broken tonight of the passing of John Berylson, the much-beloved club chairman. Joining me um, to try and make some sense of this very stunning news is, is Harry Warren. Evening, H. Good evening. And somewhere in on the road between Ipswich and London is, is Aaron Paul, BBC's Aaron Paul. How are you, Aaron? Uncle Nick, uh, it's been a while for, for me on Actung, and, and I really, you know, I never thought this would be the reason why I jumped back on a on a podcast, but um, tremendously sad news. Very much so. I mean, I was just looking at Twitter listeners. I'm sure as as many many listeners to the show were doing the same tonight. It's uh, as we record this. It's just about quarter past ten, twenty past ten, and we saw the post from the club in in black. Um, it's with collect a collective broken heart and the deepest of regret that we announce the passing of our beloved owner and chairman. John Berylson. Uh, John, who turned 70 last month, lost his life in a tragic accident on Tuesday morning. And the thoughts of everyone at the club are with his wife, Amy, his three children, Jennifer, James and Elizabeth, and the rest of the Berylson family. Um, they go, the, the tribute goes on. I mean, there's, there are many, many um, posts um, as we speak, listeners being posted online. You'll see them on, on Twitter, um, including a really nice one from the, the Millwall supporters club um i think collectively aaron i mean there's there's this sense that we this, this is a massive loss for millwall football club massive loss for john and his family obviously um and it's very hard to find the right words it's, it's come as a complete shock i've got to be honest with you boys um you know one minute you're sitting on a normal evening and then you feel this very real sense of personal loss so yeah no it's, it's very very difficult to find the words aaron i mean it's um it's a very um bewildering situation i think many around in and around the club will be in in this uh stunned and shocked state of mind tonight mate um i i think we all are i think it's uncle nick i just i can't believe this um no i cannot believe this i saw him towards the the end of the season and he was just up and about and he was doing his thing and he was um you know roaming around doing his thing laps of the car park he was buying fans drinks in, in the bar <laughs> behind yeah, Lane. Yeah. and and yeah you know it was just it was him it was him and and I think you know whilst the Millwall family are hurting it's amazing the outpouring of emotion and support from everyone else just on a on a side note with, with John Berylson 
the impact he had, not just on the players, the first team, but every single person who worked at Millwall Football Club um, was was huge. It was really, really big. I, I've been you know, speaking to a few people uh, along the way this evening Ooh. from the club. Um, uh, a friend of the show, Dr. Naeem Ali, uh, yeah. the club doctor, yeah, yeah. said always very respectful, very kind. He loved the club. He said, make sure he made sure when he was visiting, he came and spoke to everyone, players and staff. Doctor Name said, I got to know him a bit more during COVID. We spoke quite a bit of the phone. He was a highly intelligent man with a clear vision. He will be sorely missed. I've spoken to a couple of people in the media team who have said they're stunned, they're speechless. He was a genuine character, and that's what we got from him. And and that's why I think it's so hard when when you see something to try and react to it on social media, but it's true. He adored the fans, and the fans really adored him, Nick. Very much a mutual relationship. I mean, it, um, John came to us um, from memory. It was round about 2007. It may even have been 2006. And for any listeners who are you know, on, on the younger side, the, the club at the time when John Barrelson arrived in the mid-2000s was, was in a tailspin. I mean, we were on the brink of, of being relegated, in truth, um, from you know the, the, the third tier. We were looking downwards and the club was financially uh, on the rocks. We'd had um, a relegation season from the, from the second uh, division. I believe it was still called that at that point. And we were, we, were, we were spinning out of control. And slowly but surely, with the arrival of John Barrelson over the years, um, we lost that sense that the club could um, disappear under our feet at any moment. There were there were some tight moments in the mid two thousands, listeners, and John Berrison brought stability. And in in time, you know, bit by bit, we we built a better club, and it's that's what fifteen years, sixteen years, perhaps, been at the club, and we now kind of don't think of of Millwall as a club that could disappear um but that wasn't always so and, and I, I mean i described john as the, the best chairman in my 50 plus years of following Millwall, and I, I i stand by that because the the money that he put in the and just his sheer presence i think everything you've just described aaron um is very very real because he would talk to people he would go around a car park he would you know he would talk to to, to anyone and everyone that came to Millwall. And not every chairman does that, mate, do they? I mean, you know, the the examples of bad chairman are legion and the, and the good ones are few and far between. And John Berylson's a very, very good chairman for our club. He'll be much missed. Um, I mean, Harry, you know, um, we, we were just talking before that the, we started recording this show. Um, you know, it leaves a real hold at the club, doesn't it? A real sense of loss around the scene generally, I think, at the moment. Yeah, I think, you know, the man, as, uh, as the statement said, has proceeded over the club in all of its recent good history. You know, the, it, we've won at Wembley twice, you know, under yeah. his leadership. We've knocked out the champions of England at the FA Cup. We've fought off a compulsory purchase order to lick the destroy the club um and this has all happened in this is just a standard standard thing for being Millwall and you know you get these moments of drama and he was there behind the scenes um as chairman are but quite a visible chairman because he was so 
so well loved and it it speaks volumes are insane but it's it he he generally cared about us and uh, you know that's, that's very rare for anyone to um very rare for anyone to get that nowadays in football absolutely yeah no I'm, i i met um, at the, the good fortune to meet john barrelson when he first arrived this is back in the days of um peter the savory um Jeez, that's who, a name from the past yeah and again um sadly passed away quite recently and we had the likes of graham ferguson lacy had a shareholder um and there was always this fear harry that the club was going to be um sold from under our feet mate and we would find ourselves playing in you know dartford's stadium out on the fringe of the m25 and and um you know far away from our roots and, and drifting and i've got to say uh, the this we've got used to the stability that john berylson has brought into the club and i you know we it remains to be seen it's inappropriate really to be talking any further than just the sheer shock of of, of losing john at the moment but um it's been a long while since Millwall has felt leaderless and um, I think at the moment we're all a bit bewildered by it, mate. I, I certainly feel that way as I'm speaking at the moment, listeners. So, I, you know, apologise to anyone coming on expecting any um, in-depth analysis, but I, I do feel a bit um, knocked sideways by it, Harry. I don't know, don't know about yourself, mate. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those weird things of I've never, you know, I, I, I've never met John. I've never spoken to John. Um, the most. Uh, I've ever had any run-ins with John Burrison is when he sends me his message on the season ticket, and that's not to take the mic. That's just I've never yeah. been about the 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 fact of the matter is the man. You you either are one of us or you're not, and I think you have to be a certain type of person to become one of us. And and John definitely was. And as a Millwall fan, I don't think you can give anyone uh, a higher higher credit in saying he was one of us. And, and uh, definitely was. Um, absolutely. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. Can't, can't praise the man and what he's done. Um, and obviously, I know hindsight's a wonderful thing, but that, that walk around the pitch on the last day of last season just seems almost a fitting, a fitting tribute, almost like a, a, a weird sort of foreshadowing because... It, that is the shame that we're not in the we're not in a season and we're not it's not going to be emotionally charged this Saturday, if you understand what I mean. Of the, yeah, of the yeah. Um, I mean the first the first fixture the first well, the friendly fixtures to come. I, I, I don't know what the club will do in terms of a a tribute. I think it needs to be done properly, and and that means for me at a league fixture, which I think is is uh, Stoke. I think is the first league fixture at, at home. Um, but yeah, I mean, just think, you know, kind of your mind goes in different directions when you're doing something like this out of the blue, listeners. But I'm just thinking about that that word that we've mentioned, stability, financial stability that John brought in. It goes in many directions, even at the moment, Harry, as the drama or maybe, maybe not story of uh, Zian Fleming, the best player we've seen at the Den probably in the last 15, 20 years. And going back to K, Tim K, he'll possibly, I don't know. Um, that's a debate. But with the fact that we are managing to um, extract the best possible deal or also being prepared not to sell if if that's the... We're walking away from a bad deal. You know, the fact that we're in a position to uh, conduct ourselves in that way is thanks to the stability that John Berylson has provided for the club. And that's... 
that, that's a, that's a strange feeling at the end. I mean, the, the number of times in my long support and the listeners' long support of the club that we've had to sell players on the cheap because we were in that position, we had no choice. Too many times, and and that has changed under John's um, influence. And I, you know, I, he's never taken he's never taken a penny out of the club as well. He's, he's oh, not I'm done a, he's not taking the money when he believes it is the time that he gets his money back out of us. John has continuously supported this club and kept the club afloat for his entire tenure since two thousand. He, he must have put tens of millions in. I, mean, I, I don't want to um, get involved in a, a number crunch on a on a night like this, but he must have put tens of millions over the years, fifteen years um, chairmanship of our club. And, you know, obviously the golden goose would have been promotion to the Premier League. We got achingly close to it last time. And, you know, in, in fairness to the club, we are building to try and make another assault on that, that dream again this season. Um, we've come a long way under John Berylson's leadership, Harry, and it's quite hard to picture the club without him now, mate. Yeah, it is. I mean, I wonder if, I wonder if it is one of those moments where, you know, we're either, I know football almost seems trivial and, and flippant. Secondary, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a family loss here. You know, I, I yeah. feel like it's either going to galvanise the club um, and, and we could have a good season off uh, and use it as a motivating factor, or it could be a really, really difficult season on and off the pitch of the club. Um, just the emotional the emotional hangover of this and the shot. Um, yeah, yeah. As well as the stability, uh, the un- unstableness that will come behind the scenes. But obviously, it's all speculation. It's all very raw, and it's probably not right to do that. Um, no, not but, right now. I mean, I'm just looking through some of the, the tributes on, on Twitter here. There's uh, T, T, of, T of Hoff, um, best uh, tribute to... Uh, John Berylson is the name of stand after him, the John Berylson stand. Cracking idea by uh, Jan Potter suggested that name, the North stand, the, the John Berylson stand. I think that would be, um, that would certainly be something that I would support. Um, generally good man here, says Steve Flynn. Devastating news. Thank you so much, JBRIP. Um, unbelievably tragic, says Ken Spearpoint. Giant of a man, Mill FC will never be the same, RIP. Dreadful news, says Steve Selby. Great man, talks with his family. And so it goes on, Harry. Um, you know, it's it's quite it's quite a tribute to a person's life when you get such a wide range of fans. I've even seen other clubs coming in, speaking well of him. And it, it's, it's quite something when, um, you know, such a widespread of comment and opinion comes in in tribute to someone's life you know it's you can't ask for much more out of this 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 existence no you can't and i think that that speaks volume of him that is not just our club it is other clubs i mean you know we might not have had all the money in the world but we had a chairman that everyone would have wanted you know you look at club in that time even the time that he's been in charge or john was in charge of us you know very when yeah they're about to go to the wall other people have been in the administration all, all within 15, the last 15 years. Um, and, you know, it's, 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 it's a sad, sad day for Millwall Football Club. Uh, and, and it's anyone uh, attached to the club, the supporters, the, the staff, his family. It, it's just shocking. It's a shock because, it, like any sudden death, there is no, 
there's no, no there's, there's just these things no rhyme or reason to it i think it's the suddenness that kind of comes at you from from nowhere and um that's certainly the situation at the moment a couple of things occur to me as i'm as i'm talking uh listeners um one is the early backing for Millwall fans when when we played West Ham there was a media hoo-ha as there always will be over incidents in and around Upton Park as it was at that point and John went out of his way to back Millwall fans and um, I think he even took on the the FA legally I believe um, as in you know defending our corner um, which he you know many, many is the chairman that wouldn't have done that he did do that there's the iconic image of him lighting up a cigar at Wembley, Harry, with uh, David Ford in the aftermath of the playoff win, um, which I think is probably one of the nicest photos <laughs> I think I've seen in a, you know, in a football situation um, for a long time. Um, and, um, you know, I think images like that will... And then, the, the, you know, as Aaron said when we spoke to him, I think he's, he's on a call at the moment with, with work. Um you know the images of, of John doing the rounds at the den, walking around the pitch, shaking people's hands, talking to people, um, all the things you know, around the car park, all the things that Aaron's mentioned, and I think that that will be a standout tribute to the man. Um, you know, it's um, hard news to take at the moment. I think you can't underestimate the 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 amount of things that he's got right as a chairman, um, and, and and not many chairmen get a lot of things right, but. John, you know, realistically in his ten years, what got two managers wrong? Would you say? Out of that, it's not bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you I mean, know, in, in, compar- in comparison to to other clubs with more resources, he has got the most out of every penny, um, run us so so efficiently and and so well that you know you almost forget that we are a twenty thousand seat stadium at in south of London and and. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you when you think about that, you know, you, you mentioned the managers you got wrong. Let's let's talk about the managers that you got right, Harry. Because you you know you think back, Kenny Jacket, what a manager. Um, again, a climb climb back from difficult dark days in in the third tier, uh, League League One, shall we call it? Uh, then uh, triumph at Wembley in in the playoff final. Then moving forwards again, again in difficult circumstances. Neil Harris, you know, um, rebuild of the club success at Wembley and another near-miss season going for um, the playoffs to get promoted to the, the promised land. And now at the moment, Gary Rowett also building um, a side that has challenged for the playoffs and, you know, remains to be seen what, we've, what we're going to get this season. But, you know, certainly three managers there, I would say, that have developed our club and have taken us close in, in, in their different ways to the big time. And... That's all come under the the backing and leadership of John Berylson, and um, I think that's what's leaving the sense of loss at the moment. In, in certainly the myself tra- as I'm talking, the new training ground as well, the foundations laid. Training grounds, um, uh, you know, the, the general conduct of the club is is more business like now. Um, you know, I know you can always pick holes in in Millwall, but um, you know, the general feel of the club is one that is trying to aim upwards. And um, that's a tribute to the to the man himself, I think. Um, so yeah, I, I I must admit I'm a little bit um, lost for words at this stage of the night, H. And I do apologise for this. I think Aaron is currently there's there's Aaron. Um, yeah, so Uncle Nick, 
I'm back. I apologise. I had to do a, a hit on, look, BBC Radio London, you know how much Millwall means, Millwall Football Club means to, to our, our listenership on, on Radio London. So, I mean, the fact that we've broken into a show which has nothing to do with football and the presenters insisted we go on and talk about John Bells and, you know, speaks about how big this is for us on a whole. I know that we're recording this on Tuesday night. On Wednesday uh, evening, there will be a, a special, a Millwall Football Club special on BBC Radio London. Of course, Uncle Nick, I'll be phoning you afterwards to, to try and get you involved in this because... Absolutely, mate. No, I'm, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be more than happy to is, take part in that. This is such huge news and... and I don't know about you. I just I don't know how I feel. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm kind of in a bit of shock. This is the man. Don't forget who, before that Blackburn game, was roaming around the car park, helping some of the oldies out of their cabs as he did, <laughs> doing his yeah. rounds of the car park, and then ended up. Uh, but I think it was Phil Clark who told me John Berylson's behind Cold Blow Lane buying drinks and and having beers with the fans. This was what this man was about. He got the football club. He understood the and, and he and he seemed to love it, um, which oh. you know, given he's born in Boston, USA, you know, I, I don't believe he had any connection with with football as we as we would see it in his previous life. But to come into the den and have this amount of impact on on the club, um, it's very hard to imagine anyone else ever achieving the same. Um, the loss the loss is huge as as we speak tonight. I shall I shall certainly want to be involved in that show tomorrow night, Aaron. So. Oh. Um, Uncle, I think it's really important to talk about how he promoted the community arm of the club as well, the work that yeah. the CT does, what they do yeah. for one of the most poverty-stricken corners of London. Look, let's make no bones about it. South Bermondsey, it's not rich. People may say that, you know, it's being gentrified and whatnot, but that's not for the actual, the original South Londoners who live there. I'm not a South Londoner. I'll never, you know, pretend I am. I, I've got a lot of love for Millwall Football Club. I've got a lot of love for the area because people are honest. And, and you know, what you see is what you get. And and they need help sometimes. I learned that with Kelly in Lions Food Hub. Uh, Chris, yeah. the fact that he's given them a space, you know, the fact that the community trust plays such a part, all the initiatives that they run over the years, from the tiniest little things to, uh, like, the coffee mornings um, that we see during the week, you know, giving people the opportunity when it's cold and taking the stigma out of it, not saying, oh, this is somewhere warm for you to come and sit, saying, you know, it's a coffee morning, come to the den, yeah. come and have a chat, come and have a chat with, you know, like-minded fans, come and have a cup of tea, couple of biscuits, happy days. You know, yeah, no, no, absolutely. I agree. Intelligently, yeah. The backing for the armed forces, you look at that, everything to do with that, the way remembrance was observed, everything's been done with an element of class. And, you know, we look, I'm not going to lie. There's been times on this pod where we've been frustrated with results or we've been frustrated with performances and we're like, what is John Berylson's end game? What's his end game? What's his end game? The truth of the matter is, we'll never know. But what we do know is, is that he loved that football club with all his heart. For a man from Boston to come and spend, what, 17 years of his life at a football club in South London, a football club that won't... Flying backwards and forwards as well, Aaron. Yeah, I mean, you know, he was regularly over. It's not um, a turning profit. They've never got yeah. to the Premier League. They've been down more than up. He's just He just showed what a class human being he was and, and you know, what love he had for, for Millwall Football Club in South London. 100%. Um, Aaron... Harry, we've we've thrown this show together at very very short notice with zero prep um, in the aftermath of what is frankly stunning news, listeners. So um, I'm going to try and edit it into some something that we can put out now. I hope as a tribute, and I hope that it will bring some measure of comfort 
to the Berylson family over there in the US that they hear it and they know what love there was for, for their dad, their husband, I, and, um, you know, head of their family. I don't know if you've looked through some of the tributes on social media, Uncle Nick, on, on the show yet already, but just to let you know, like, the Football League itself is coming together. You know, you've got messages from Ipswich, Port Vale, Bournemouth, Sutton, Fulham, Bolton, Wimbledon, Crawley, Leeds, Stoke, all these clubs popping up and, and, and paying their respects to John Berylson, uh, Alan Dunn, legendary mill defender said yeah deepest condolences to not only my chairman for many years but also a friend john was a gentleman who put Millwall back on the map what he's done for the club will always be remembered and, and i can only thank him for everything he's done for myself and Millwall football club i saw there was a message from uh, paul robinson as as well uh somewhere among the what are now thousands of messages and replies to that original Millwall post that was posted at 9 Incredible. um this evening it, it's it's so so sad um, who knows what this means for, for Millwall Football Club? Who knows what happens? I mean, uh, I, I cannot actually... I don't know. I mean, it, I, I think to some extent that's for another day at the moment, but um, it certainly leaves a, a huge hole. Um, big shoes for whomever comes in to fill, I feel. Did um, you mention the the, um, the Book of Remembrance, Uncle Nick? Um, no, no, I haven't. The, the, the club are opening up a book of remembrance, I believe. Sunday, uh, sorry, that's going to be open on the 5th of July. So tomorrow, Wednesday, from 11 o'clock at the Den, you can also sign it. If you're one of our international listeners and you want to pay respects to John Berylson, you can sign the book of remembrance online. Uh, so via the Millwall um, website, I'm sure Uncle Nick, it'll be, I think we'll probably pop down at some point because this is absolutely, yeah. And, and he deserves all the love and, and respect that, that, that he gets. Um, God bless John Berylson. God bless. You will be missed, mate. 100%, Aaron. Um, I want to say thank you, Harry. You're, you're at work. Aaron, you're on the road. Um, thank you both, boys, for such short notice uh, coming online. And um, thank you to you two, dear listeners, for listening in. Um, I think all we, all we can say to close is um, RIP John Berylson, the, the greatest chairman, I think, the club has ever had. Thank you for listening. <laughs>